Do you feel curious about the effect sugar has on our bodies? Join Dr. Cashy as he explores the various sources of sugar storage, transport, and use in our bodies and how diet centrism causes hostility and mass confusion. The Good Doctor explains what determines the effect that sugar and sugar polymers have on our behavior and other important stuff too. Roll the intro! And welcome to Coffee with Cashy. I am your host, Dr. Trevor Cashy. And today's lesson continues on, plows through the sugar conspiracy theory. Ooh, it's so spicy and salty. For the sake of clarity, in this lesson, and, you know, the proceeding lessons, uh, sugar refers to monomeric and dimeric sugar compounds, you know, like glucose and sucrose, things of that nature. And sugar polymer refers to multimeric sugar compounds, things like starch, glycogen, cellulose, you know, that stuff that comes out of potatoes and, and in grass, all that sort of stuff, sugar polymer. In the case of the human diet, sugar, yes, even the beloved brown rice, the sweet potato and quinoa, and glycogen, mostly uh, in the muscles and in the liver. These are both sources of stored sugar in the form of sugar polymers, so that's what that means, to meet the demands of oxidative metabolism, which we'll go into just a tad, just, just a tiddly-doodly-doo. You know, the, uh, the thinking of stuff and the doing of stuff that humans do once in a while, uh, it, it helps meet the demands of that for some of the people that think things and do things anyway. Um, <laughs> sugars and sugar polymers are, in this case, referencing dietary carbohydrates, dietary as in humans eat them. Some carbohydrates via artificial or biological means are extraneous to this lesson. So sugar and sugar polymers are better options in this context. So that is a little disclaimer there. I also had a thought experiment scheduled with you guys today. Uh, I think we will do that one tomorrow because <laughs> the lesson would have ran, ran way too long. So these two lessons will just be a little bit shorter, I think, to, to um, just that's that. All right. So here's what you're learning. Sugar. One size fits all. One size fits most. One size fits some. One size fits one. No. No. Two. You think that's air you're breathing? Hmm? And three, food is important, in case you wondered, right? This lesson has a little more biology than normal, as per the, the little disclaimer you had at the top. So Dr. Cashy may get a little spicier than normal on account of his biology-ness-ness, all right? Bit of review here. This whole sugar is bad, sugar is toxic, you are what you eat, and other various axioms and beliefs they are pernicious and pervasive and tragically appear to form public education and public policy which we'll get to in next in the, in the next lessons in terms of policy stuff comically reductionist diet centrism the stuff that uh, you've learned about already a little bit or the naive assumption that diet in this case sugar is responsible for just about everything from cancer to childhood personality disorders uh is honestly that diet centrism is causing the mass confusion, the hostility, the impulsions, the compulsions, and the negative outcomes 
that is supposedly fighting. Again, one of the previous lessons too. In other words, stupid slogans like sugar is bad and you are what you eat are causing the problems that gurus build religions around, that marketers extort from, and that misguided health people vomit out as their mantras. Namely, the problems like obesity, diabetes, heart disease, dyslipidemia, hypertension, traffic jams, stubbed toes, paper cuts, etc. All those problems definitely from sugar. The effect uh, sugar and sugar polymers have on human physiology, they depend on the state of the physiology at that moment. Since physiology, the physiology of sugar metabolism depends on the so-called state of the system, flux, turnover, receptor density, demands, flexibility, etc. Having discrete prescriptions, let alone complete abstinence in the, like, having rules of, like, stay away from it entirely! Uh, a complete abstinence of sugar and sugar polymer requirements on the level of hundreds of millions of people in terms of those sorts of recommendations. One, it, it willfully neglects physiology and is directly opposing science. And two, is just a futile act of encyclopedic proportions. Good luck. Good luck, okay? One size fits all? No. One size fits most? No. One size fits one? No. No, 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 no. It all depends on the situation. That's it, okay? And the situation changes. Humans do have some level of self-correcting physiology, but it really de does depend on the state of the system. Sometimes more is more appropriate. Sometimes less is more appropriate. Oh, as such, terms like sugar is bad and sugar is toxic and, and even the demonization of fat uh, is logically conflicting, physiologically ignorant, and cultivated a culture that tortures themselves with obnoxious levels of distorted eating, body shaming, and, and food-related health anxiety. Do you, have you seen this? Have you seen the increase in the obnoxious levels of disordered eating and body shaming and food-related health anxiety? You see how it might come from things like sugar is bad, sugar is toxic? Isn't anybody that eats sugar is going to obsess over these things? And that, that becomes another monster, <laughs> okay? Um, so... Really, the diet, the diet-centric disease mongering at, at its best is pseudoscientific. It tells a convenient story, and people like convenient stories. And they really dislike frustrating science that comes to conclusions that conflict with convenient stories, and here we are, okay? Now, moving right along, more sugar, more life. No sugar, no life. <laughs> uh, Sugar is a major structural component of DNA, deoxyribonucleic acid, that ribo in there, that's short for ribose. A sugar you eat and a sugar you make through the pentose phosphate biochemical pathway. Sugar is what the health nut's precious dietary fiber is made out of. It's a bunch of glucose molecules chemically linked together in a way that your digestive enzymes just have trouble with accessing. But the bacteria in your guts and the bacteria in the guts of grassivores, like cows and horses, they do a darn good job. Hmm? The utility of sugar is the main reason uh, why that whole oxygen breathing thing is important. You know how humans breathe oxygen? O2, O2, and breathe out carbon dioxide, CO2, CO2. Where do you think that carbon comes from in carbon dioxide? There's a gosh darn good chance that carbon belonged to a sugar molecule at one point or another. <sighs> Even if that carbon came from a fat molecule, that fat molecule probably came from a few sugar molecules as a result of another biochemical pathway called de novo lipogenesis. An animal ate plant sugar and turned that plant sugar into fat. That animal, strictly speaking, could be you or an animal you ate. Even the precious olive oil started as sugar. Hmm? 
Nearly all bacteria, plants, animals, and humans can fit sugar, glucose in this case, into their biochemistry somewhere. Nearly all ecological systems and biomes rely on photosynthesis. Big fan here. Uh, which is when plants convert carbon dioxide and water uh, and light into sugar. Hmm. For that reason, sugars and sugar polymers are the most important biochemicals on Earth as we know it. Really? A biochemist's curriculum is, is heavily focused on sugar for that reason. Maybe it's in your face as Coca-Cola. Maybe it's creeping in the back alleys as muscular lactate flux to hepatogluconeogenesis. Hmm? <laughs> Do you know why diabetes is a problem? Well, a big part is that you need insulin as a way to get sugar from your blood into the rest of your body. You know, like your brain and stuff. You know why choking to death is a thing? Well, the big part is because once that sugar's in your brain, you start breaking it down. Oxygen is a terminal electron acceptor in that sugar breakdown process. For the sake of this lesson, it's called aerobic metabolism. So if oxygen becomes a problem, sugar biochemistry becomes a problem, and then you die. <laughs> you can kick, you can scream, uh, you can even try and hide from sugar. Sugar will still find you, and sugar is always there for you whether you ignore it or whether you pay attention to it. <laughs> it's always watching. Uh, sugar and sugar polymers are a huge, even the hugest source of metabolic fuel for humans. You know what a human's first sugary beverage is? Breast milk. Breast milk, a whopping 46.6% sugar. Hmm? About 15 foods make up 90% of the world's food energy. Rice, corn, and wheat take up two-thirds of that 90%. You know what the other foods are on that list? Things like potatoes, sweet potatoes, yams. You guessed it, all sugar factories. This means that rice, corn, and wheat, and all the other sugar polymer sources that way make up 59% and change of the entire world's energy intake. And the other 30% or so is mostly uh, sugar polymer sources too. <laughs> There are other countries in the United States, it might shock you, but there are, and it turns out they're all living on sugar too. Saying that sugar is now all of the sudden responsible for all of the first world's annoyances seems a little convenient. Seems a little convenient. There's other things going on here. Sugar and sugar polymers are the cornerstone of civilization. One size fits all? No. One size fits most? No. One size fits one? No, it all depends on the situation. Even the one size in one, the one changes, and so the size changes with the one that's changed. It's just the way she goes. That's biology, man. You think that's air you're breathing? Well, yeah, and the air you breathe is important because you depend on sugar. That's part of the sugar breakdown energy extraction process thing that, you know, people use their brains to dis-sugar, depend on that sugar they are getting into their brains to write all of the sugar dissing commentary. <laughs> and, of course, food is important. In, in case you were wondering, ecology and biology and that sort of stuff, food's kind of a, a big deal. So, oxygen is good. <laughs> little, little, little lesson there on aerobic metabolism. Uh, this lesson was a little more biology than normal, so thank you for your patience. And any, any spiciness that came from it, it's all in good fun. Thank you for learning. You are great. Until next time. Want to continue having coffee with Dr. Kashi? head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It is very much appreciated. Thank you, and see you next week. Dr. Cashy is out! <laughs>